This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy, President Trump issuing a statement yesterday on standing with Saudi Arabia uh, in while rebuking the royal family for their involvement in the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, uh, saying in his statement, the crime against Khashoggi was a terrible one and one that our country does not condone. He mentions the sanctions that have been imposed against 17 Saudis known to have been involved. He also uh says that uh, he did not take the Saudis' storyline with respect to Khashoggi being an enemy of the state, a member of the Muslim Brotherhood, and so forth, uh, the calling the crime unacceptable and horrible, but it's still being characterized as him siding with the Saudis over U.S. intelligence, siding with the Saudis over uh, the U.S. in terms of concerns about human rights. So Trump addressed those in written form, but also to the press gaggle yesterday, starting off by disabusing some in the D.C. press corps who continue to uh, prop up this conspiracy theory about his personal business interests in Saudi Arabia. Well, I have nothing to do with Saudi Just so you understand, I don't make deals with Saudi Arabia. I don't have money from Saudi Arabia. I have nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. I couldn't care less. And I will tell you, and as most of you know, being president has cost me a fortune, and that's okay with me. I knew that a long time ago. And, there, you know, we have a $450 billion deal with them that he doesn't want to lose to other countries. So he is trying to put America first. So Saudi Arabia has nothing to do with me. What does have to do with me is putting America first. Wait, 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 wait. They're buying hundreds of billions of dollars worth of things from this country. If I say we don't want to take your business, if I say we're going to cut it off, they will get the equipment, military equipment and other things from Russia and China. Russia and China would be very, very happy. And Trump uh, going on to uh, express other important aspects of the U.S. relationship with Saudi Arabia in terms of uh, the world oil market, in terms of uh, security for Israel. And I'm not going to tell a country that's spending hundreds of billions of dollars and has helped me do one thing very importantly, keep oil prices down so that they're not going to 100 and $150 a barrel. Right now, we have oil prices in great shape. I'm not going to destroy the world economy, and I'm not going to destroy the economy for our country by being foolish with Saudi Arabia. The Wall Street Journal opined, calling Trump's statements crude realpolitik, even though they concede the point that... Uh, we shouldn't sever ties with Saudi Arabia. That's not going to get them to act in uh, our interests or the interests of human rights anymore. Uh, that the the quality, the notes that were struck in the statement were sort of lowbrow, and they lacked the sort of appeal to uh, American values that is, as it come as it to, pertains to political opponents. Like you don't murder them. Exactly. Uh, and, and Senator Lindsey Graham, I mean, he was on with Fox News last night. Arabia needs us more than we need them. It's not too much to ask an ally not to butcher a guy in a consulate. Uh, this is not World War II, so I'm not going to look away at what MBS did. I think he did it. Yeah, but the question is, what do you want to do about it in addition to the sanctions that have been imposed? Trump, in his statement, left an open mind. Hey, if there's other things you think we should do, then I'm willing to listen. 
But uh, what do you want to do, Rand Paul? Rand Paul seems to want to cancel the deal, the $450 billion arms deal. Uh, Marco Rubio didn't go that far, but was critical as well, striking the human rights note. Uh, Okay, you don't like Trump's statement, but substantively, what do you want to do in addition to what Trump has done? That's where the rubber meets the road beyond the rhetoric. For more on that, we're pleased to be joined by Clifford May. Cliff May, president of the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Cliff, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you. So uh, two parts. Uh, one is the uh, substance of what should be done, and second is the uh, quality of the statement that Trump issued. So why don't we start with the, uh, uh, the, the, the substance. Is there, are there steps that we could take in addition to what Trump has already done with the sanctions imposed that would not that would make sense and would be in America's interest? Yeah, I do think so. I, I think what would be in America's interest and in the Saudi interest as well is not simply to say, let's see how badly we can punish them, but rather to say, let's see if we can push now for some serious reforms so that this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Uh, part of the problem that, that we see in this uh, is that it is such a complete monarchy, such a complete autocracy, that if we, MDS did order this, the Crown Prince, as seems likely, that suggests that he didn't even ask anybody more sophisticated than himself, anybody like the former um, uh, ambassador to the U.S., uh, Adel Al-Jubair, uh, who's a foreign minister now. Is very, if he had said to him, hey, I, this Khashoggi guy really bothers me, uh, I'm thinking we should get rid of him. What do you think? I, I, you can bet that Jubair would have said, no, that's just not how you want to, you want to play it. It's not good for your image. It's not good for Saudi Arabia. Uh, he's annoying, but just tolerate him. Let me, I'll explain to you why. You would like to see something... I'm not, we're not going to get democracy in Saudi Arabia anytime soon, but there could be less centralization of power, which leads to this kind of excess and this kind of, let me be frank, this kind of crime. Well, do you think uh, they'll, they'll do this in the future, or they've learned their lesson by just waiting to see if we're going to you know, issue more sanctions or you know, cancel the arms deal? I mean, do you think they've learned it's anything a, from you this? Know, it's a great question and a hard question to answer. What has the crown prince learned from this? I mean, it's possible, he said, I had no idea this would cause so much problem. I mean, Vladimir Putin kills people all the time, and he hangs out with, uh, with, with, with the Germans and with the British and America, everybody. Nobody seems to care about that. Uh, the Chinese, didn't they just, we just had the head of Interpol disappear inside of China, and we've got about a million uh, Chinese Muslims who are in essentially concentration camps. That doesn't seem to bother anybody. The Iranians, they just tried three times to commit acts of terrorism, including blowing up a conference on France, and you still have the, the Mogherini, uh, kind of the foreign minister of the EU, um, going to Iran and making nice with them. I had no idea something like this would yeah. happen. Possibly he thinks that way. He's yeah. not the most sophisticated guy in the sense that, unlike a lot of, I mean, unlike tens and tens of thousands of Saudis, he hasn't been educated outside the country. He he may not, you know, he may not have understood what that this would have this kind of ramification. I hope he we we certainly hope that he learned from it, whether he yeah, right. ordered this or simply allowed this to happen. Yeah, let me suggest what I think he learned from this is just don't uh, murder in a sloppy manner contributors to the Washington Post. Uh, <laughs> if you if you want if other people disappear, eh, 
nobody nobody will pay much mind, but uh, somebody that the the American press corps can characterize as a journalist who's a permanent resident of America and writing op-eds critical of the crown uh, in the Washington Post, too public. Uh, you're going to have to be real clean about it. They, they change the stripes. Like, I'm, you know, boy, I'm going to be a kinder, gentler MBS. I mean, come on. Does anybody believe that? <laughs> no, no, I think you're right. Uh, by the way, years ago during the, the early Soviet days, this was called the light bulb theory. The Soviets could kill all sorts of people, but if somebody got very, very famous, they knew it was kind of dangerous. And what I think it was Max Gorky said, it's like you know, the moths around the light bulb. You can swat any one of them, but if it's light, one that lands on the light bulb, too much illumination. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, now, so, so there's the substance uh, of the relationship and the policy choices to be made. And then there's the quality of the statement that Trump issued. A lot of criticism uh, about the statement seeming to be sort of too low-brow in the sense of making it about arms deals and oil prices rather than about values and American principles. Do you agree with that criticism? Look, I would not have expressed it the way he did. I would not have advised him if I asked to express it the way he did. I think he's looking to sort of people in his base and saying, hey, this is, uh, you know, we have our interests and I care about our interests more than anything else. And maybe he thought if, I, if he talked about the geostrategic uh, and necessity of keeping uh, uh, close ties with the Saudis, uh, particularly vis-a-vis the Iranians, he thought, I can't explain that, or maybe the people who support me wouldn't understand that. But it isn't, but, so, you know, I think it's, it's a part of the equation, but I, I, w- I, would not have, I would not think it was a good idea to make that the main emphasis. Part of what's going on here that I'm sure he recognizes, and it's important that others recognize, is those who, particularly from the Obama administration, were dead set on having detente with the Islamic Republic of Iran, those who uh, really turned a blind eye to the fact that the Islamic Republic of Iran was facilitating Assad's slaughter of now about a half a million Syrians, none of whose names we know because none of them work in Washington or work for the Washington Post. Um, They want to use this to say, okay, let's ditch Saudi Arabia and let's go back to making nice with the Islamic Republic of Iran and uh, we can appease them. That's what we were trying to do. That's what the the Iran deal was supposed to be all about. Let's go back to that policy. And uh, it's it sometimes called around here the, the JCPOA chorus. Um, and I think they have an ulterior motive that, uh, th- that we should recognize when they weigh in on this. Good point. Yeah, this morning uh, at CNN, their hair was on fire. They're talking about President Trump, uh, this new article that he pushed to have Clinton prosecuted in Comey. Uh, is this a gross abuse of power or somebody who just wasn't familiar with the system and how things worked? Look, I think the president gets to ask his attorneys, can we do this? Is there, are there grounds for this? What do you think about this? If they say, nope, you can't do that, you don't have that power, or it's unconstitutional, or it's illegal, or I wouldn't advise it, then it's useful for him to say, okay, that's why I asked. I don't think it's a scandal that he asked. It might be a scandal if they said, you can't do this, you don't have that authority, and he went ahead with it. But asking a question, uh, I don't think that's so terrible. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, number one, it didn't happen. Number two, yeah. I mean, he basically says this at every presidential rally. So yeah. I, what exactly did the New York Times uncover here? I think I know. I, I I think that's I think that's right. He is Cliff May, president of the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies. He's opined on the uh, killing of Khashoggi. 
uh, the Washington Times and elsewhere. Always uh, look for Cliff and the FDD's uh, professionals for insights on geopolitical matters. Cliff, thanks for joining us. Have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro.